0: All right, Louie, let's start with the uh, what's sure to be a controversy that might not be of the epic proportions of Ram Saints, but it's going to, to be big. Your thoughts, uh, third period, Game 7 last night, Sharks and Knights. Knights are in complete control, 3-zip. There, there's a face-off at which um, Cody Eakin cross-checks Pavelski off the face-off. Pavelski falls oddly, but he sort of falls into Stasny, who shoves him, And Pavelski goes to the ice. He's hurt pretty badly. The referees, I don't know if they saw it, but they eventually confer and give Eakin a five-minute major, at which point the San Jose Sharks score four goals on that power play. And, of course, if you go off on a uh, five-minute power play, the guy is off for good until that time expires. So your thoughts on what's going to be talked about quite a bit and I have a feeling Lou that we are going to have replay suggested from now on for penalties like that
1: well I uh, I went to sleep with the, the uh, Vegas in, in control and leading and I didn't think anything like that would happen and then today when I woke up and I saw that I went back and, and looked at the video of that all I could say is I'm glad. It happened to Vegas and not me because I don't know if I could handle that the rest of my life. That that call. I I, yeah. I just was sick about the call. I, I you know, I, I, I don't care who was winning the game, I, I have no favorite of either of those two teams. Mm-hmm. But I always put myself in a position of a team that in a situation like that, how would I feel? And I you know, some people would say it'd be a two minute cross checking penalty, which I wouldn't even have called that a penalty. A, really? If, because if you look at if you look at how many times guys get shoved around the ice in front of the net on the boards in the corners, and and off the faceoffs or wh- where there's scrums, guys are shoving like that all the time. Unfortunately for Pavelski, he was uh, sort of off balance when he got the first shove, and then and uh, and he goes in Stastny's line, and Stastny pushes him down. How it warrants five minutes? If you want to give him two minutes, fine. I could live with that. Yep. Five minutes is absolutely unheard of, and I know that he hit his head. I know that uh, he went backwards, but it wasn't because of Eakin's shove that knocked him on the ice. Mm-mm. It was after Stastny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got hit one day in Pittsburgh, and I went backwards like that, hit my head in the ice. It was a clean check. I got I I got seven stitches through my helmet. I hit my head, and I I had a concussion. I you know I. I I was gone, Uh, the trainer had to wake me up every half hour that night to make sure I was okay. So those things happen in the game. Uh, And sometimes they're clean hits, sometimes they're not. This was not in any way, shape, or form a five-minute penalty on Eakin because if if Stassi doesn't push him, there's no way that would. Pavelski might not even have gone down. How do you give him five minutes for that? I don't know. I think Pavelski falls
0: regardless, Lou, and I do think that there's a case that he gave him enough of a cross-check that if you want to call the minor, you certainly can. That's what I said, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't know, and I guess my question is this. In the NBA, if there is what is considered a potential flagrant foul, okay, they can go and look. And yes, it delays the game, but I think the assumption is that if you slow that play down and a guy gets hurt or it's a dangerous play, that they can take a good look. Is that where this needs to go? Because I, as I said to you, I don't know that either of the actual referees even clearly saw this, and, and the emotion when Pavelski is down is you know so high at that point.
1: Well, here here's a couple things. First of all, yeah, that's the way he's going, and I, I think you'll probably see the NHL then come in with some kind of replay after that because the, people are going to be upset about that forever. But if you look at the whole play and you look at the referees and linesmen, do you know that nobody had called a penalty at that time? Penalty was not even called, not even a right, not, no, yeah. not even a minor penalty was called. Yes. No, no, they called nothing. And so then they talked about it and they said clearly it must have been bad. Yeah. That's what that's what's frustrating for for no one to have seen it. So if you haven't seen it, go to the go to the replay if if you want to call a penalty. But there's nobody that saw it that says that should be a major penalty. Because he's cut, it's a major penalty. I mean, people get cut in the game all the time with no penalties. You know, you could get hit with a puck. You could hit, you could hit your face in the glass. I mean, it, it just make, it makes no sense to me. I that's why I said I'm glad it wasn't me because I don't know how I would handle that the rest of my life. I have a tough enough time to we <laughs> we got beat fair and square and we were in that situation. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how you handle that. I just oh. I, I, I I I just know that the Vegas team the management personnel fans they just gotta be absolutely coin bonkers yeah no it's uh it it's a terrible
0: decision especially based on, on the fact that I don't think that those guys to your point too I don't think they clearly saw it so they just got together and said it must be bad he's bleeding let's guess which is which by the way drives you crazy too B- because in in the double overtime uh, sharks win in game six Lou they let a ton of stuff go, so they're letting. In that case, That's they're letting everything go. So, so, but, but, what gets me is the BS of of we don't want to decide the game. Well, guess what? You did. You did. You helped decide, <laughs> and, and plus, and if you don't call obvious infractions too, you are then helping to decide the game. Exactly.
1: I, I'm not saying don't call penalty. Now you got me worked Which, by the way, uh, I, I'm not going to say who it was, but I was talking to some hockey guys just the last couple of days, and they and they were saying that, that it's unfortunate that players many times don't want to play in the playoffs because things are called differently in the playoffs. Regardless of what you're going to hear, they're all called the same. Now you're going to find out, you know what you're going to see happen now for the rest of the week? You're going to find out penalties called late in the, late in the period, late in the game, even in overtime that were... Obstruction penalties—they've been letting go just now to prove that. Oh yeah, we call penalties all the way through.
0: Oh, so, so we'll get more now. Yeah, you're yeah, probably I, right. You're
1: definitely going to get more penalties now. You're not going to get less. That's crazy. That's yeah, because because right now the feeling is, you know, we got to protect. what We've seen everybody saying that uh, we let other stuff go, so they're not going to let stuff go. But it, it, it's just sickening to to decide a game to to make a five-minute major call when no penalty was called. Play didn't warrant it, in my opinion. Yep, and it definitely wasn't seen because uh, they, hadn't, they hadn't made a call. There was no call made. And there, there was plenty of time to signal a call. And right. Well, if you discuss-
0: saw if, if you saw it, yes, you're right. If you saw it, you call it immediately. You're yeah. right. Yes. The the I I think the reason why I think. The reason why the 5-minute major for a cross-check infraction is on the books is so if you're going into the boards and you can't and you have your back to me and I cross-check you, which is an extremely dangerous play, that's that penalty. Right?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Cuz I can paralyze you. You know, that's that's I mean, dangerous. you
1: get cross-checking called all the time, yes. but not 5 minutes. No. And and, and, and you get a cross-checking called when they're going on the boards and not 5 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's way more uh, intentional. You get shoved and pushing on every face off, every key face off in a defensive zone. Look at how many scrums you see in the night. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just a matter of action. It happens all the time. In, in your
0: long uh, career watching this game, though, have you ever uh, seen, heard of, or or been involved in? in a reaction like what the Sharks did? Because that was the damnedest thing, watching them score not one, not two, not three, but four power play goals then off that penalty.
1: Well, no, I've never seen that happen before. I've seen, uh, you saw Boston come back from Toronto last year, three three goals sure. down I think, in the last 10 minutes. But, but off a penalty like that, you don't see those five-minute majors in a situation like that. Uh, I can't even recall seeing one, you know, that uh, it was so questionable. I mean, I've seen a lot of five-minute majors that are warranted, but that was just absolutely nuts. So- it, it's nuts. I, I just, I, I, just feel sick for the Vegas, and, and it didn't matter to me who won. I got friends on both sides, mm-hmm. but I don't like seeing a game determined like that with half a face-off draw. You got a five-minute major for cross-checking.
0: So should we have if they do now uh, go back during the uh, summer and take a look at this and what went wrong here? Do you think the answer is a replay on on potential five minute infractions? What what's the answer to to at least trying to get this right so we don't have a repeat, especially in this circumstance of this type of play?
1: Well, I would say I would definitely go for a replay on that. I know I would have wanted a replay if I was Vegas i would I would have said, "Go look at the play, and then you tell me that's five minutes i i i I can't I've looked at it ten times I can't even vision envision five minutes. I got a hard time getting with to two because that happens so often. I mean we're talking about just a guy crossing you across the chest like happens a thousand times a night in a game mm-hmm. in front of the net on face offs you know when you're pushing and shoving, you were going in the corners for pucks. Yeah, no, it, it's
0: the damnedest thing. He basically he he cross checks him and he pushes him and and then Pavelski stumbles. But he's as, pushing him out of the way—that's what you do in yeah. the
1: face-offs. <laughs> it's but not, as we said, Stas- it's, the mean, Stasny, wait, wait. it's the Stasny,
0: it's the Stazny thing, and Stasny felt bad. Stasny was explaining yeah. to Couture, "I didn't
1: mean to do it." Yeah, I I know, and that's Just why. A fluke. How can you give up five minutes? I don't know. I mean, if if Pavelski's gonna fall, he was going to his left. He's gonna fall on the side, not on his head. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, game 7, Bruins-Leafs. Surprised by, by by how that game went or pretty much no, I'm uh, held up. form? Although the surprised,
1: although it wasn't a 5-1 game by the score. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, Leafs actually played pretty good for about a period and a half there and, and, uh, and the, a couple of giveaways. And, and Anderson, who played really well in the net, so had a bad goal, and in 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 one goal at the short side was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what happens, as we've talked so many times. You give up a bad goal in a game, you usually lose. If the goaltender gives up a bad goal in a uh, game, in a playoff game like that, you're going to lose in all probability. And that's what happened. I mean, you, you just can't give those up. And then somebody said, well, you might have stopped 35 shots, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're paid to stop 36 then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It, it just, it's unfortunate. And, but, the, but the Bruins. They they they're tough to beat, and they came hard after that. And they, you know, and they got it going. And then uh, Coyle and Krejci, like uh, Milbury, picked them as the two best Bruins in the series. And so did I think the Boston coach they 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 were so good defensively, checking stuff like that. And you know, they really cut the Leafs down. They did such a marvelous job there. Besides, you know. Coyle getting three goals in the playoffs, but he had a great playoff. So was Coyle used correctly by Boston?
0: What's, yeah. what's the difference between what's the difference between the Bruins, Charlie Coyle, and the kid that played here?
1: Well, let me tell you, Coyle was a pretty good checker here, too. Yeah, he, I mean, Bruce used him killing penalties, used him always in the last minute of play, always in tough checking situations. No, I think Bruce used him right. He just didn't shoot the puck enough, but he's... He he certainly played a lot of good hockey here. He was a good player. He, uh, I you know I, I I'm a much bigger fan of Coyle than you were. Mm-hmm. So, but
0: it, as far, far as his success in Boston went, is it just is it a better role, a better fit? Do you think is is there is there something that unleashed him to be a little bit more successful here
1: or there? I'm sorry, Louis, than he
0: probably was here.
1: Well, he he probably is shooting a little more, but I don't think he's hes more successful because the team's been more successful. I mean, his role, what he was doing was he was doing a lot. You look at the way he plays, plus, minus, everything. He's very consistent, very strong in an all-around game. He never drove everybody crazy as he looks like a better goal scorer than he is. And 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 he produces because he just doesn't shoot the puck. But he look at how many opportunities he got. Look at how many times he he just was perfect position didn't shoot the puck here. That had he been a shooter of the puck. Yep. For what he did, he'd had a lot more goals, and and nobody'd be you know concerned about it. But he was a he was an excellent player here, consistently one of the better players. Are the Leafs in your mind?
0: getting close now or are they starting to miss out on what should be opportunities well
1: i think uh, they still got enough to have opportunities but they are missing out on the chances they had because when you look at where they are now the salary cap situation they got they're going to lose some players now they they can't keep them all and one of the things that's a little bit of an albatross around them is Marlowe's in there for another year he's 40 years old he's going to have six and a quarter million or so, taking up that cap space, which means they're not going to be able to sign everybody. I, I see him uh, because of what happened. Gardner takes so much heat there that uh, Gardner won't go back there and uh, because they won't be able to afford him. And Nylander, if they could trade him, which I don't know if they can now, because he, he got 10 goals or less, you know, even though he didn't play a full season, but uh, right. he's making over $6 million now. Who's going to want to take the six million dollar hit? So, uh, if they could trade Nylander, then then you could see them making a couple moves in free agency to shore up them, some things. If they can't, they're going to have to wait till till Marlow goes off the books another year, and they're going to have to. Uh, they'll probably lose Hainsy in defense too, because they, you know he'll be a free agent. So they're going to. Probably hope that some of their younger defensemen in the, on the Marlies team come through, which I don't know if they're ready yet.
0: I was going to say that might be a big ask.
1: So you know, they still got a couple of the best players, three of the best players in the game, and Matthews, DeVaris, and Marmer, So, and that's that's something they have. Plus Riley on defense, he's tremendous. Oh yeah, he's a great player. So, uh, they, so they got a heck of a core. Explain Gardner
0: because he's now played, and it's been over the course of a few years here. So it's probably not fair to lump him all together. He's played in, I believe, three game sevens. He's a minus ten. He was a minus five in the game seven against Boston last year and got absolutely destroyed. He's a nice player. Is this just a game seven thing? Is it just three games and it's fluky, Lou? What's your thought about Gardner?
1: I kind of think it is fluky, yeah, because if you look at him, when Gardner wasn't in the lineup, you know the Leafs' record was like eight, eight, seven, and two or something, just above 500. He, he's very effective bringing, bringing the puck out and, and uh, playing the power play, etc. But his injury, and I think it might have been a back, really hurt him somewhat uh, from having the mobility he's got. And that's why I think if you look at where he was in the playoffs, he was in the, on the five and six pairing when he was always top four before he got hurt. Which means they were trying to cut his minutes down and not playing him as much because maybe... His physical situation uh, was very questionable, and they were playing him through that. So uh, th- that could have been this year. I, I-, I think that he's not going to have a problem at all getting the money he wants and going somewhere else because he's an extremely talented boy- guy. Do-, do you think that
0: uh, Fenton will inquire about him
1: for the while? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't know where you would. You've got to remember, if Fenton wants him, uh, you- you're looking at He's going to make $5.5 million for sure. Mm-hmm. So, if you put five and a half million dollars and you already got a, you know your top four defensemen where are you going to put them with with unless he tra- unless he somebody. trades one
0: lou huh I said unless Fenton trades one of his top four current
1: defensemen yeah, but are you going to trade one of those top four? I don't think so because you got your cal- your your salary situation that you can't you know if if Gardner's going to come in there and make more than one of those top four. That means it's taken away from money you could use up front, and their problem is not on defense. They they got to get some some help up front.
0: Absolutely, that's true.
1: And so I don't see how you could do it, unless unless they were able to find a trade, a good trade, and say they're going to say they, were gonna, say they pick Brody because you can't trade Suter. Yep. You, you, you know, I, I don't see them trading Spurgeon unless they're you know that would really surprise me. He's too too good. Yep. You're definitely not going to trade Dumba side so leaves Brodeen, so if you trade brodeen, you got to be bringing in a top forward and then you could sign gartner and and even though it might cost you a million and a half dollars more than what it costs whatever I think Brodeen's contract is
0: trading spurgeon is the one that scares me a little bit i'm not pos- I'm not positive he won't, but i as we've discussed before on this podcast, I don't want him to
1: me either. <laughs> so yeah yeah so but I, I don't know for sure I don't either unless the you think he's going to bring back uh, – no. If you trade Spurgeon and sign uh, Gardner, you'll get a lot for Spurgeon. Yep. But you're getting a different type of defenseman than, than Spurgeon when you bring Gardner.
0: And Spurgeon, as we've discussed previously too, Lou, just does so much so well.
1: I mean, yeah, he's a small guy, but he's
0: just a really yeah. good player.
1: Yeah. He's very, very good defensively, and that's what – I think you want to maintain when you get a guy that's effective as Spurgeon is offensively and yet he's so good defensively, you got to be careful when you move.
0: Uh, Caps and Canes go to a game seven of the first round. It's the last first round series still going. We're, t- we're recording this, I should say, on Wednesday. Your thoughts on that game tonight?
1: Well, I uh, I think it's going to be another great game because Carolina just has no quit in them. And, uh, you know, veterans are going to be going and... and uh, and if Holtby plays his game, Washington should win because uh, you know Carolina is still missing a couple players, and they're doing this without a couple top players. And they might get one back tonight, but I don't, I don't know if Ferland's going to get back. And so uh, it's it's um, it's somewhat surprising how good Carolina's continued to play when they've been missing two and three other top players every game. But having said that. Washington now is without Oshie. And Oshie is really, really valuable to the Capitals. And he's gone for the playoffs. And that's why I personally don't think that Washington could win the Cup again without Oshie.
0: Lou, that, the, the hit that Oshie took, too, uh, b- broke his collarbone. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about the league trying to clamp down on th- that hit by Fogle, which was sort of what the he's away from the boards, he's not that close, he gets pushed, he falls awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a way? Is there a consistent way? I-, I should say to eradicate that hit.
1: I don't think so. I don't know how you do it. It looks fluky this to game me. Game is too fast. Yeah. and too physical to try you you really can't legislate every hit in hockey unless you want to take contact out of the game
0: yeah no and but but we there there continue to be discussions about that fact but you're I'm always, with you. there, you're there's,
1: always trying to yeah you're always trying to find ways to to make certain that you don't have uh, guys injured but it's pretty darn tough to do
0: well, and sometimes you know, I get it if you if you slash a guy, right, or yeah. if if he's close to the boards and his back is yeah. turned to, to you, and I hit him, and that's a dangerous hit, right? But the oshi hit to me was unfortunate, but it's sort of just a fluky. I'm going to hit you, and and to your point though, and this is the thing I love about the game, but it's probably why it's so dangerous right now in some ways. It's so fast, and these guys yeah. are so big. I don't know how you tell
1: them pull up, basically. I, that's what I'm saying. I, unless you want to take contact out of the game, you cannot try and legislate every physical, uh, con, uh, you know, uh, competition that is going on on the ice. There, you, you you just got too much going on. You you can't say because there. When you look at it, when you're going at that speed with those size of those guys and how hard they hit, and and you got sticks and boards and ice and and uh, and uh, pucks. Uh, People are going to get hit. They're, they're going to get hurt. Yes, and and you can't just clamp down and, and make certain that you're eliminating every possibility where someone might get hurt. It's just not going to happen. And
0: speaking of speed and size, that that gets us back to the series that we talked about. I think last week on the podcast, which I believe was both of our favorites, and and got done. Not quickly, but it didn't go to the extent, which was the Colorado-Calgary series. Louis, the, the West was—I, this first round of the West was so much fun to watch.
1: I thought it was as entertaining as any series, and I, I, I really was excited about watching each game because it was, it was so fast and so physical and 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 so competitive. Until that last game, uh, I, I just. Uh, I just loved it, and I, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting when you see the Sharks play Colorado now because Colorado's much faster than the Sharks overall, Mm -hmm. and and um, but you know the the Sharks got a lot of talent. They got a lot of puck handling ability, and they got some big shooters on the point with Burns and Carlson. So I I think it's going to be interesting, but I would not be surprised if Colorado continued their run, if Grubauer plays the way he's been playing. Because I don't know, you know, Jones might play that way or might not play that way. but I, 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 <laughs> Well put. I, 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 I got to tell you, Colorado's going to be flying. And uh, I, they're fun to watch because they're so fast. Everything they do, especially McKinnon, everything that they do is at top speed. Yeah. Oh, and McKinnon has, he, he's he's been a,
0: Very good player, a star for a few years now, Lou. But when you watch him now, this to me, this playoff is where people are going to come away saying, "I got to watch this guy."
1: Well, right now, and you know, it's like heresy to say it, but I don't think that um, I really don't believe McDavid would be any more entertaining than McKinnon. Right now, McKinnon's the most entertaining player in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and this this is this is why as a hockey fan. I want the Oilers to get good because I yeah. want them in this tournament.
1: Yeah, especially with McDavid. Yeah, but, but because can, he's another guy. Like, can you imagine knows, that? He plays at full speed at all the time and and uh, unbelievably skilled.
0: Can you imagine that, though? A, yeah. a playoff series with uh,
1: McKinnon, McKinnon and the... McDavid. Yes! I would like that. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. Uh, so, so Abs and Sharks, who do you got there?
1: You know, I uh, you would think the Sharks because they're more uh, seasoned. But I'm going with Colorado. I just I, I just love what they're doing. Dallas, St. Louis. Ooh, is that going to be tough? That's, gonna that's be, going. That's going to be, be tough, gonna be literally. A great series. That's going to be a great series. I I I, I got. I got to tell you, that is going to be a terrific series. I don't know if you watched the Dallas, Nashville series. I thought Nashville looked slower and uh, and just a little bit. Uh, not older, but not as exciting, not as vibrant. I think uh,
0: older's fair, Lou.
1: Yeah. They did. And, and uh, I think Dallas and St. Louis is going to be great. I think St. Louis really should beat them. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that only because I think that, uh, you know, St. Louis, is, they got that big defense that I like. They, they got a lot of size back there to protect the goaltender. Bennington's played well. But I got to tell you, that first line of Dallas is flying the way they are right now. And they do have two great defensemen in Klingberg and uh, Heskinen, oh. who's going to be a star. Heskinen so. is unbelievable. He's going to be a star. And, and how about, I mean, Bishop's played very well for him. Mm-hmm. This, this should be a seven-game series, I think.
0: And you're picking St. Louis? Yeah. Now, now, Heskinen's the guy that the Senators wanted in the potential Carlson
1: trade last year, right? Um, let's see, no. Senators when. When when they were playing, when they were trading uh, with Colorado.
0: No, when when Carl when Carlson was being shopped and, and eventually went to the Sharks, I thought that I thought that Ottawa was asking for Heskin and from Dallas.
1: Oh yeah, that's who they would have asked for. Oh. Yeah, they never got him yet. Well, yeah, I
0: wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have. I would have told. I would have hung up immediately. Yeah, exactly. Carlson's exactly. a nice. I mean, he's a. Well, they
1: did hang up. They weren't going to make oh, that deal.
0: What a player! Uh, second round in the Eastern Conference: Columbus, Boston. Who you got?
1: You know what? I'm going to take Columbus. I mean, that's an upset, but I I, interesting. I just think that uh,
0: my cup pick Boston right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Boston, you know, Braden should be the pick for the cup, but I'm going to pick Columbus. I think we're going to see an upset.
0: Uh, And uh, Islanders are, are going to play the Capitals or Canes, but I will say this: the one the one reason why. I'm rooting for the Capitals tonight. Is I do think Barry Trotz and the Islanders going against his former team would be great fun to watch.
1: That would be great fun. And you know what? I'm going to pick the Islanders. Are you really? Okay. Well, that's whoever wins. Although that's I'm fair. You, I, I'm probably going to be wrong on all four series. That's a crazy display. I told you before we started. I've never been so confused looking at playoffs coming along as I am this year. What does Barry Trotz if if this
0: uh, if this comes to pass and it's the Capitals? Islanders, what does Barry Trotz do against Ovechkin? Do you think?
1: Well, what he's done against everybody, he's got his whole team playing defense. They play as a, a unit really well. They they really cut down. They, they limit your opportunities. They don't get caught in too many outman situations. They forecheck very aggressively, and he's got them all taking the body. I, I think that uh, you know he's he's going to try and frustrate him, and, and uh, whoever's playing against him is probably going to be physical on him to try and get him upset and running around.
0: Yep. Well, and that and that's the thing. Oh, and also but back to our previous conversations that we've had before as well on the power play, I still designed something special for Ovechkin.
1: Yeah. I yeah, don't no, let I, him stand there be, and beat be one me. Guy, you know it's like it's like it's like Scotty uh Bowman tried to do when when Bobby Orr was just running rampant over the league. He just had one guy go down, stand by Orr whenever you're in the zone or throw the puck in. Don't care about anybody else. Just go to Orr. Be right with him. But he's a thousand
0: percent right. The yeah, Ovechkin exactly thing we've talked right. about. It drives yeah. me nuts.
1: But even when you do that, even those guys are so great, they, they find a way to get. Get loose. The the one thing too, and, and
0: guys do it in the playoffs, especially. But the one thing too, where I think guys are absolutely crazy, but I admire it, is the guys that try and block the Ovechkin shot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're nuts, I'm glad but it's them, and not me. You wouldn't have done it. I would have done it, but I, I would. Would you have, have? Liked doing it? I yeah.
0: would have been like, God, oh, just take the shot. Hopefully, my goaltender stops it.
1: No, I used to love blocking shots, but I can't say that I, it's it's fun a lot of time. But the one thing. We were a little different because we wore ankle guards, which a lot of these guys don't wear now. Yep. Because after you get a couple of cracked ankles, you smarten up and put them on. And, and uh, you know, they, they are fortunate that the curves aren't as bad as they used to be. You only have a half inch now, so the puck doesn't fly up as quickly as it does, you know, when you had the two-and-a-half-inch curve, and it doesn't play tricks on you. So it's a, a little more control to blocking shots, but they hurt.
0: Not wearing an ankle guard... To me, which I don't think Parisi does, is absolutely crazy. If you're going to block, guys don't.
1: Yeah, well, I just don't understand why they don't. They're you're going to no break something, huh?
0: I said you're going to break something if well, you don't. Well, you do. That's what People, I'm saying. Yeah. I
1: just don't know why why you don't.
0: Uh, do you think that uh, Paul Maurice with the Jets is in trouble after they lost in the first round?
1: Yeah, he could be. I, I hate to say it. I like him. He is a Sioux boy from my hometown. Okay. But you lose twice uh, like Winnipeg did when they expected. But it wouldn't be Maurice's. I don't think it's Maurice's fault. I told you before, I didn't like the goaltending. And, and so I, I don't think it's Maurice's fault. I wouldn't be changing him. I think he's done a good job there. Speaking of goaltending, can you
0: explain to me what got into Martin Jones of the Sharks? Because we, call, we called that for three games. He was, couldn't stop a beach ball.
1: Well, that's why I said I'm not certain what he's going to do against Colorado.
0: No, but how how does that how how does a goaltender mid-str- midstream change that?
1: Well, you know, sometimes they, they they just get hot, and the guy is in the NHL. He's he's proven that he could play in the past. Yeah, it's just that the uncertainty—you don't know who you're going to get. That's what bothers you, right? But you know, it's I've seen
0: goaltenders game one. Have been struggling, they get hot, and, and then the entire series they're good. What was weird to me was this guy was flailing and was struggling, and then he not only didn't, he not only, you know, got better, he was really, really good.
1: Yeah, so. and, and that's, you know, as, and as much as I like flurrying the regular season in the playoffs, I said this a number of times now, you know, since he won the first cup after that, he hasn't finished the job. He had, Murray had to come in and win two in Pittsburgh, and, and even in the playoffs, he, he you know, he, he plays really well to a certain point and hope he out goaltended him last year for Washington mm-hmm. and uh, there's no doubt that that sixth game that short of goal was a disaster so
0: last thing sir so if you are uh, George McPhee GM of the Golden Knights when when after what uh, transpired last night do you sleep next?
1: as you said you wouldn't it I wouldn't be sleeping for a long time I mean I'd be I mean, you might be sleeping, but you you'd be waking up a lot too. You called I, I, Do you I, call I, I, Batman
0: this morning? What the heck do you do?
1: Oh, I would have done it last night. <laughs> <laughs> you would have called John Ziegler last night. I called everybody last night. I mean, I would have gone nuts last night.
0: It is the that is the darndest thing, and and you know what? Too, it's too bad because this is now this is now going to be a primary topic today. I bet in the states as well as, of, of course, it will be in Canada. And it's too bad because these playoffs have been so fantastic that you hate to see something like this o- overshadow what should be talked about, which is that these playoffs are off the rails great.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, you, you just you just can't allow something like that to happen. To it, the, the mistake, if it's made, if it's a mistake, it is so great, so great. It affects everybody's lives. Absolutely, and and uh, and that's why I think in the playoffs, you know, it's not only the excitement of the playoffs, but in the past, the reason why you didn't have a lot of penalties called because referees didn't want to make a mistake to to cost the game, right? Right. So they let everything go, and then now when you get something that is called and it's. it's is not called initially. If a penalty isn't called right away, you 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 then had doubts about that. You you didn't call for a good reason because you didn't believe it was a penalty right away to be called. Yeah, you know if a guy's going on a breakaway and somebody trips him from behind, right away the arm goes up. Right? I mean, anytime you see a a, a flagrant penalty, a bad penalty, the arm just goes up immediately. Right. Nobody called a penalty. No. No. At- as I said,
0: so, they clearly they clearly get together, they confer, and then I think b- because of the blood and emotion, decide it's five.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's, it's I agree with you.
0: Yeah. All right, sir. Talk to you next week.